For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised at ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. I went to Bleeding Races, t'was on the 9th of June, 1862 on a summer's afternoon. I took a bus from Bambrus, and she was heavy laden. We were went along Collingwood Street, that's on the route to Bleeding. Oh, me lads, you should have seen us gunning. Passing the folks upon the road just as they were standing There were lots of lads and lasses there all with smiling faces Ganning along the Scotswood Road to see the bleeding races We flew past Armstrong's Hello and welcome to CHN Radio episode 138 It is your host, Greg Troxell, I'm back Welcome to me I'm happy to be back and happy to talk about what we're about to talk about because, I mean, what a what a time to be alive. Yeah. Newcastle United looks like Barcelona on a Wednesday in June. Or no, in July. Yeah. On Wednesday July. in July. Yes. Newcastle United looks like Barcelona. So uh, give me a follow at NUFC underscore Greg. But most importantly, listen to the sweet and beautiful and smooth and silky voice of the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. Yes. Uh, what's good, everyone? Um, it was a day. It's been a day full of Newcastle looking really good and confusing the hell out of everyone. I think – I and this is a match where I, I didn't even get to watch it live because I was handling some business. And <laughs> that sounded so weird. I'm gonna restart. I didn't get to watch this live, and I all I kept getting was like all my friends texting me like, "Yo, dude, Newcastle! Oh, bro, Newcastle! Whoa, whoa, Newcastle!" And I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" And I look at the score, and I was like, "Yo, yo, four goals, word." Um, so yeah, shout out to Newcastle and shout out to me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsom. I'm excited to talk about this, but I'm even more excited to talk about our Twitter account at Coming Home NUFC. Shout out Andy, who who took over for me today. Solid tweets from him. And then, of course, at CHN underscore radio, um, which, of course, is the account that you should all, all be following. We got to get to 1,000 followers. It just mm-hmm. needs to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we're at like 600 now. So tell everyone to follow us, your friend, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Tell them all to follow us. It needs to happen. We'll give away something at 1,000 followers. It'll be super dope. It'll probably be um, – It'll probably be a tattoo of Greg shirtless. We'll give Ooh. that away to someone. We'll pay for someone to get that tattooed on them. So that'll yeah. be the giveaway. Uh, my so vote is my vote is Don at McAltra. Oh, I think if we pay, we could probably get Don to get us tattooed on him without even him winning anything. Like we could get him you to think? pay for his for the tattoo himself. So okay, there's that. <laughs> um. Awesome. I, I'm super excited to talk about it. So let's, let's just jump right in. Mm. Um, we'll talk about, we'll do three words first. So if you're a long time listener, you know this, but if you're new, uh, this may be some new fun information for you, but. Oh, wait. Uh, okay. Let's address the, the elephant in the room. It's new for a lot of people on Twitter who follow like the Chronicle and <laughs> in UFC 360 who've just absolutely ripped our bit. It, I mean, it's, 
it, it's funny. Like it, it's kind of funny. It happened Sunday. I mean, it's it honestly, it's interesting because I didn't even know that they. Well, I knew the Chronicle followed us, but like I didn't know NUFC 360 paid that much attention to our content. So uh, shout out to them for for that. <laughs> shout yeah. out to all the new people who just learned what three words is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we've been doing it for I think for every match for the two years that we've done this yeah no it was the first it was literally the first thing greg told me he was going to do when we started yeah. the twitter he was like oh i have this idea <laughs> but Three they to, to their credit though they get way more responses than we do <laughs> yeah um but and but, but also if hey, we got that many responses we wouldn't be able to read them all on the pod so. exactly so it's like give and take we're, we're making the world's content better i feel exactly like. Um, so, uh, but after every match, we ask you to describe the match in three words and y'all always do a, a brilliant job at just re- being really able to pin down in three words. I was thinking about doing four words because of the four goals, mm. but I wanted to keep it traditional. Yeah. Um, you, you don't mess with tradition. Yeah. So unless you're Mississippian, in that case, do mess with tradition. Look that one up, fellas. That's a, that's yeah. a political joke. Well, I guess um, it's current times. Well, yeah, it's yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so the first one goes to Batman's Milkman at Batman's Milkman. Will Watson. He says Carol's Carol's beard's gone. Cryface. That like yeah. He maybe he just said I'm gonna look ridiculous until you sign it sign a deal with me. Maybe that's what he was doing. Yep. Uh, Don at McUltra says Newcastle did what? So like yeah, that's perfect. Alex Passan. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, at Alex Passan maybe. Passing, I don't know that dash on the eye. What that sounds like? Uh, never doubted it. Yeah, all of us. David Campbell at David eighty three C says, "Give Bruce credit." Oh yeah, Mister Steelier Worldwide at Yo underscore Ho underscore No underscore Mo. The goes too easy. <laughs> Joe Terry at Joseph underscore Terry says, "Keep on scoring." Wilkes at NUFC Gamer underscore Wilkes. I just came. Congrats. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I mean, we don't want to know, but you can definitely let us uh, send us a DM about at what point did that happen? Was it Maggie's chip? Because, jeez. I, I mean, we're going to ta- we're gonna automatically tag this as explicit, but it moved when that call happened. I'm just going to say that. Um, <laughs> it definitely moved. Uh, all right. No scoring <laughs> till <laughs> No scoring till Belmont. <laughs> At M-M-B-N-Y-I. Uh, says, Alan St. Maximin. Beautiful. Uh, Anthony Clark Foster at Tony Foster 5967 says, LaSalle's for England. That's an interesting one. LaSalle's hasn't been really mentioned in today's match. Um, Stephen Squirrel at Stephen Squirrel says, all 4-1. A little pun in there. Uh-huh. And then he said, and one for Miggy. So really good. To, Steven Squirrel wins, I think, the we'll allow it. for adding the puns. Yeah. Um, even if he just said all 4-1 is pretty dope. Yeah. Andy Smith at Ben Abs 69 says, great team performance. And Chalkster, NUFC, at NUFC Chalkster, says, well done, lads. Oh. That is. We got some, we got some more. Oh. Because whenever the coming of Newcastle yes, account quotes tweets. Right. People don't they, they don't click on the original tweet and I don't know. Yeah, anyway, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh Kev at Glassback eighty two says absolute pure filth. Yeah. Uh Steph Locke 
Uh, I guess the lock just means he's private. Or he. I think it's a lady. Steph underscore 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 92 <laughs> says Alan St. Maximin. Josh Liddick at Josh Liddick Talk says Alan St. Maximin. Yeah. But this time he put Alan period St. period Maximin period. Good. Okay. And then Justin, our friend Justin at best at underscore best underscore Mart. Uh, oh, wait. Under wait. At underscore best at underscore wait. Okay. Okay. This just read. And, and by the way, Justin <laughs> called me out for not being able to talk. No, I, I'm, that might have been Batman's Milkman. One of them called me out for not being able to talk on the pod on Sunday, and it's happening again. So I'm going to just take my time and read this. Justin <laughs> at underscore best underscore smart says LOL at cherries. You know what that threw me off? Because he used to be at the underscore best underscore smart. So I don't know why he changed. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it was. I don't know why he changed his name. Um, we we have. Uh, I, I I'm hearing from just from interactions that people are happy for me to be back on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, people thought you <laughs> English. were English. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I thought so. Like there were questions as to whether or not, um, like you were still a part of the podcast. When I clearly mentioned the reason why you're, well, I was they like, skip, they skip over that part. Like they skip <laughs> the beginning where I'm like, oh, Greg's going to be back Wednesday. Yeah. But, yeah. There was like serious questions as to whether or not Greg was a part of the picture. And I was like, no, Oof. trust me. I, I can't do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's get into it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, we're going to do, we're, well, let's talk about the lineups because that was a, that was definitely a big talking point early on. Uh, so our starting lineup was Dubrovka, Kraft. Fernandez, Lascelles, Mankio, Bentaleb, Shelby, Longstaff, Sean Longstaff, uh, St. Maximin, Jolinton, and Gale. What was your thoughts, Elijah, on that initial lineup? I, I was honestly a little bit confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess my – I mean, one – Well, the whole, the whole point for me was, like, what formation is this going to be? Like, is it – because yeah. – I thought, is Joe on the wing or two up top? Yeah. That was that my was, first thought. And that my my first thought was, I guess Joe Linton is, is, is playing on the wing because, like, if we're going two up top, I mean, maybe Sean Longstaff's playing out on the wing, and I, I just I didn't want to see that at all. Um, but even then, like, once we saw Joe Linton was playing on the wing, not going to lie – Still a little bit confused as to what the formation actually was. I want to say that, uh, like, Fob Mob had it as a 4-3-3. I don't know what Who Scored had it as, but it was certainly something funky. And at times, like, Sean Longstaff was, like, super high up the pitch, like, shoulder to shoulder with Dwight Gale and Joel Linton. And then there was, at about 20 minutes in, Joel Linton and St. Maxman swapped wings. Like, Steve Bruce literally reached into his bag of tactics and pulled out all the tricks in order yeah. to make this one happen. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was more of the, I guess, well, also because people were thinking four, three, three, two was another, another option, which could have made sense too. But um, yeah, let, let's. Joe Linton was way too far out wide for you to justify it being like a, a two striker, unless you're saying. No, Longstaff was. I, I'm just thinking was, initially like what I was yeah. thinking. Oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, so wait, 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 time out. But what was the formation? Well, now I'm about to tell you. Oh, okay, okay. I was I was confused. So it was it was Longstaff as the ten, 
And then Shelby and Bentaleb were behind him almost. Yeah. Almost as it was like set up as a four, two, three, one. Um, Shelby is a 10. I mean, uh, Longstaff has a 10. Mankio was left back. Kraft was right back. And then St. Maximin started on the right and Jolinton on the left. Gale through the middle up top. So went, went to the four, two, four, two, three, one, which I thought was surprising. Um, Cause I didn't think like, okay, with Kraft and Mankio as our fullbacks, we're just, we're not going to run a four, two, three, one. Um, but we did. And guess what? It worked. Yeah. <laughs> and almost immediately we had our first goal, Dwight Gale. Um, he obviously had a notorious miss a few days ago, but he made up for it here. And I want to talk about this one. I'll, I'll tell you what happened first, but it was, it was a really good goal by Gale. He kept it low. He had a defender on, on that outside where he shot it, but got it in just in time. But it was a ball played by Sean Longstaff, who absolutely dominated the first 35 minutes in this game, by the way. Um, Sean Longstaff was just able to get his toe on the ball. Should have been a foul on Burmuth after that. But um, St. Maximin was able to grab it, got it to Gale immediately, knew exactly what was going on there, and Gale just slid it right through. Pretty easy finish for him, or nice and smooth-looking finish. It was a great goal. one nothing Newcastle. What you got, Elijah? I mean, I was it, – it, honestly, because – so all I knew about this was – because unfortunately, when I took my phone off, do not disturb my flat mob notifications were on at halftime. So I knew that Gale and Longstaff had scored. I didn't know when. So actually, at that moment, I was looking away and I just heard Dwight Gale scored. And I was like, what? Because I was in pure shock. So I didn't see it happen. I had to rewind. Shout out to NBC Sports Gold. Um, we have an affiliate link. Um, I don't yep. know where, what the affiliate link is or where it is, but we have one. So um, shout out to NBC Sports Goal. Um, anyway, so I, I rewinded it and I saw everything. And it was just like, wow, okay, this is good. And my first thought was like, let's not immediately give away a goal in the other <laughs> because Newcastle are always good for scoring and then blowing a the lead. Um, but, yeah, yeah, shout out to Gail. It was a harder finish than he had – well, than, he, than the Man City miss. But it was still quite an easy finish, and it's good to get his confidence back up. Um, for I mean, he's already, he's got two goals in two matches after two years of not scoring in the Premier League. So, yeah, can't be mad at him for that. Tied with Jolinton for goals in the Premier League this season. Mm. Um, yeah, so this one was interesting, and Steve Bruce did this a few times. When Burnmouth had possession in our half, uh, we went to this press, a 4-2-4 press is what it looked like. Um, it was like when the ball was overloaded on one side, they, they, they did this heavy press and the, the goal resulted directly because of this. So Sean Longstaff came up along with Jolinton, Gale, and, um, Oh, the best player of this match, uh, Alan T. Maximin. Um, and, and Sean Longstaff became that top four, Bentaleb and Shelley held and then the back four. And, that added that extra bit of pressure and they like went, they, they went after it when the ball was hit on one side of the corner and Longstaff coming in later on the press was able to win the ball. And because of the close proximity of four up top, Maximin was right there. Gale was free. And that was it. I mean, it was such a quick decision, easy decision. There was another goal that resulted directly because of that press as well. Um, so really credit to Bruce there. Like, I mean, he had a game plan and it worked to perfection, I think. Yeah, Johan Bruce. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the next – I mean, I, I tweeted from the podcast account, the first 10 minutes was absolute domination by 
Newcastle. And it was, they, we had over 80% possession in the first 10 minutes. It never happens. <laughs> but then shortly after, we had our second goal. Well, I guess, no, like, like 30 minutes after. <laughs> um, we had our second goal, but it was it was dominant, dominant for Newcastle until then. And it was Sean Longstaff, St. Maximin, again with the assist. Uh, pretty amazing. Every time he gets the ball, he was like, absolutely destroying them. And this one was like a little play back and forth between St. Maxim and the rest of the team. It felt like he had it first, he passed it back to Shelby and then Bentaleb and then back to Maxim again. And Maxim was like three defenders on me. I got this. And he dribbled it to the end, to the goal line. He, I mean, I don't even know how to, how to even describe what he did because it's perfect. And then in the midst of all four players now on him, He's able to get the ball low and right at the feet of Sean Longstaff, who has a really awesome finish top above the keeper, really hard to save with pace, and it's 2 nothing Newcastle United. What you got? It was a goal straight out of FIFA. Like, it's like yeah. a FIFA Pro Club's goal. That's where a it's good like, point, actually, yeah. It was just like you dribble, and there's like four people trying to swarm you, and you just pass the ball to one of your buddies and just smashes it home. Um, loved it. Loved that for Sean Longstaff. And I guess this is a good time to talk about Sean Longstaff in general because he was he was good. I mean, I've I have been very public, very very public of my my uh, disappointment with Sean Longstaff this season. And to a, I mean, not Maddie Longstaff, mostly Sean Longstaff. And hey, he proved me wrong today. He was he was good. He was really good actually. And um, he had another game where he played a number ten uh, type role, and it was an FA was Cup good. match, and he and he looked good there. So. Hey, he might be—he might not be a midfielder. He might be a number ten. I don't—I don't know. He's—he looks—he looks good. He looks good playing it. So looks good, um, yeah. Yeah, he looks much better than when he plays as a box-to-box midfielder. Partially because, like, partially because he doesn't have to defend. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a big thing. That um, could so be, yeah, that could be uh, and you can kind of tell he's a number ten because of the 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 following substitution where it's like you don't even sub on another box-to-box midfielder for Sean Longstaff. You essentially sub on your starting number 10 at this yeah. point. So, anyway. Yep, and, that, and that's what happened. It was, it was a shame for Sean. I mean, he was – it was in my rankings of player of the match by this point when we're up 2-0, it was Alan Tate-Maximin and then Sean Longstaff. Um, and he looked like maybe tweaked his hamstring. He came off for Almiron, and then Newcastle went on their way just dominating possession. And that's just what they did. I mean, yeah. like, it was so much fun to watch. We were absolutely just destroying them. Specifically um, that spell when Almiron came on. Like, is if you have NBC Sports Gold, which I recommend you get, it's nine ninety nine right now if you're in the States. And wow, you can watch this. Yeah, watch this. It's not a free ad. They they pay SB Nation for ads. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but uh, go to the 36th minute and just watch when Miggy comes on, immediately creates a chance for Dwight Gale. And it kind of like peters out. They they try they haphazardly clear it, and it just recycles. And it goes literally works its way around the entire pitch. It goes from like Gail to Joel Linton into Shelby into Bensla back to Shelby back down to Mankio. Mankio <laughs> sends it to Lascelles. Lascelles dribbles it up, sends it across over to Kraft. Kraft then plays the same maximum, and then there's another chance created. It's just like yeah, yeah, it's liquid football. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we, that went to half, halftime. We're up 2 nothing. We're cruising. Bournemouth had – they had nothing to offer. Um, and, you know, the one thing I noticed that if I – I was like, is there a bad thing that happened? And the only thing I noticed, and it's not bad, is like Sean Longstaff was actually so good that 
it seemed like the pace had dropped. And there's two reasons for that. Uh, one, we're already up 2-0. But <laughs> that's a big reason. But the other is like Almiron and like, I mean, all the players on the pitch have played a lot recently. So uh, it, it was just cool to see. I'm really happy for Sean. So let's get to the second half. You ready? Mm-hmm. Let's go. We're there. Um, we almost give up a goal within yeah. seconds. <laughs> Say, it was like, um, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, there's one bad point in this match. but Yeah, um, it was – I can't remember who, but it was Josh King who got the deflection. Uh, it was an empty net that he nodded in, but he was off sides, thankfully. Um, and that would have been, that would have been, that would have made it interesting because no way did the cherries deserve that, but it, it happened. And if he was on size, size, it would have been pretty tough, but don't worry. Didn't last long because the goal of the match happened not too long after mm. that. And it was my man, Atlanta United's own Newcastle's love, Miguel Amaran. And it was, I mean, it was an insane goal. And um, FIFA better upgrade his weak foot to two now. So, Oh, you got to. Up up um, that thing to at least two because that was gorgeous. Now, also, uh, the defending was shit. (laughs) Absolute trash defending. Um, (laughs) But also, it was another assist for St. Maximin. But the goal was all about Almiron. I mean, St. Maximin didn't set up this goal, um, but he got the assist for it, obviously. And... Amran just took it, I don't know, 25 <laughs> yards, I feel like, up the yeah. pitch. And then right as the defenders were – it was Aki who had the worst match I've seen from a center back in a really, really long time. Which is unfortunate because um, he is a quite decent center back. I, he's, I think he's really good, but he yeah. was miserable in this terrible effort for Amran. He was on the fourth goal for Lazaro, completely got lost by Lazaro too. Um, he was he Almost he was got terrible. beat by Lazaro twice. He, yeah, he was bad. <laughs> He, um, he had the but, one good moment was he had a nice pass. Okay, yeah, I think actually, cool. I think I, I want to say honestly, I do think the 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 pass that started. I think he had the pass that started that first chance for okay. uh, their for only chance. Their <laughs> oh, well, no, they have, well yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, it, it was he got right to the edge of the box, beat Aki, and then he just like chips it with his weak foot in the. Uh, upper 90 top corner like i mean just a great goal by amaran uh super happy that's that smile is infectious elijah what's your take on that play i mean it was so dope and it was it was so funny because like everyone was shocked it went in because he shot with his weak like even miggy was shocked that he's like oh whoa that went in oh shit all right cool um but yeah it, it, was, it was a great it's a great moment um and obviously i think I've seen a lot of Miguel Amarongles. That that's that's up there in terms of like one of the best I've seen from him in general. I mean, yeah. he he scored some screamers at Atlanta United, but you know they're all types of like rockets, but nothing with that amount of finesse. Um, and obviously, it it goes without saying, Premier League quality is inherently better than MLS quality. But to do it with the weak foot, knowing how bad he is with his weak foot, that I think that just yeah. makes it all that more impressive. Right? Like it's just like this man will literally like dribble with his only his left foot in a circle before like cutting it to his right foot like it's actually that bad um so yeah shout out to him i mean it was a great goal yeah um right after that we we had our first well our first like actual subs um not due to injury and it was saint maximin got his third assist came off there and uh also gail came off who didn't really provide much after that goal uh, to be honest, but we were winning so much. There. He didn't really have to either. 
I mean, um, he, he he had some chances where it was like, uh, if you were a little bit faster, you could have gotten that ball. Yeah. Like one of one of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then came on to replace him was Andy Carroll, who had no beard, and then Lazaro, which we've already given you a little spoiler there. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting because uh it was oh we had and then Yedlin came on, right? Before the goal? No. No, Yedlin came on after. After, yeah. He so, came on right before the Lazaro goal. Oh no, actually right after Lazaro goal, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um so they went to a it was Lazaro on the right, Almer on the left, Carroll up top. And they moved to a four three three at this point. Uh, which I thought was interesting. And then like very I mean, didn't take much longer after that. We did it again. Lazaro. Valentino Lazaro. This was awesome, by the way. Dude. Um, oh, gosh. This is such La- a good goal. Yeah. Lazaro scores, like, I mean, it was it was a, it was a goal and a half. But it, it, he, like, made, like, a couple runs, it looks like. He, like, dude, started no, dashing, he, break, started dashing, dude, break, go for it. He like, literally he did. Confused. He, Aki he was did. in a blender. He did his own dummy run because yeah. he literally made a run to the to the. I guess he's on the right. He's making a run to the right. He's in the middle of the pitch at this point. Makes a run to the right that that, yeah. that draws in the the left back and draws one of the center backs away Aki. from uh, Aki. Yeah, got burned. <laughs> he was in a blender. He was spinning like, away from. Crazy. I think it was Shelby who had the ball, and then he makes Shelby. the he makes the run directly into the space that Aki just leaves open. Like it was, it was Shelby. That I would want to talk about that pass more. Holy hell! Like you that was about ball. passes. Shelby had some of the. He had some of the best <laughs> was, passes I've ever seen. He was pinging them all. There we're going to win the league, dude. He Lester did, already he, won it. We're winning it. Yeah, like it was just. It was so. There was one ball he played that was just like one of those. It was literally like shades of this. There's this famous clip of Marcelo slicing a ball like across the pitch, where it's just like it's a laser across the pitch, just perfect spin, and it just bounces directly to wherever it is. Shelby literally had one of those straight to Alan St. Maxman. And they like the commentators were just like, yeah, John Joe Shelby. That that was that was a great ball. Like they literally had nothing else to say. But anyway, it like you're saying, Shelby played the perfect ball to Lazaro, and it was just one v one keeper. Like he's not losing that anytime. And he's get his first Premier League goal, hopefully not the last. Almost got a second right after that, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a it was an insane shot, about 25 yards ish away um that hit off the crossbar so unlucky and then uh isaac hayden had a hilarious tweet afterwards but he he missed a sitter too um so and from like i mean right in front of that and he he hit it was it to the, stands. It was the same distance as gale it was bad yeah and yeah. The, in, in the replay a, because you had better then, camera angles like you could see that it hits like off the top of his foot like it was it was unfortunate because he like he did everything right like he, yeah. he didn't put any it just hit off the top of his foot it sucks mm-hmm. yeah and then um carol also missed a header that he should he could easily put away and has oh, put yeah. away similar headers too um so yeah we were absolutely like that just shows like how many chances did we have and we'll we'll get to that in stats talk a little oh, talk a little okay. stats Interesting. um <laughs> but then former boy dan gosling uh, decided he wanted to score. So, like, only Newcastle players scored in this match. Um, <laughs> no, True. it was a consolation goal. Off a set piece. We didn't and deal with honestly, it well, and we were It shouldn't focused. have been scored. And, and Andy Carroll, if he defends slightly better on set pieces, then that's not a goal. Because he, he, Andy Carroll didn't even try to contest for that ball. 
he just he just looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like, dude, come on. But I mean, hey, you can't you can't have it all. Beggars can't be choosers, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, but at, overall, I'd say that that's performance of the season. I mean, you look at our, our other good games where we have good performances, where it's like, wow, this is a great performance. I, I think Man City is a good example. Um, but not uh, the two-two, the draw, not the most recent Man City match, obviously. Um, I, I, people would say Sheffield was a great example as well. But if you look at those, Man City, we sat back for a lot of the match and, and we picked and chose our moments. And yes, that's great and all. But Sheffield, like we were dominant because we were up man. This was just a full dismantling from start to finish of a full strength eleven, a full strength team. By the way, who does not who is not a team that has bad players? I think that's the I think that's the most interesting thing about Bournemouth's decline this season is that Bournemouth has a lot of good players. Like Bournemouth, if they go down, there will be a lot of clubs who are interested in picking up the likes of Ake, the likes of Callum Wilson, the likes of um, Josh King, um, Jefferson Larimer. Like they have a lot of really good players. I have really no idea why they've been so bad this season. And Eddie Howe is not even a, a terrible manager. So I mean, it's just one of those seasons for them, I guess. Um, so again, you're dismantling a team that that is a, a quite a good team, and you're doing it at full strength with the rotated side. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this for Steve Bruce. I, yeah, you got to ha- hats off. It was really good game plan. Really good, really good day, and 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 we win. We win. We were over forty points, forty two. We're safe. Like we are actually, we're safe. And that's, that's wild to say. Yeah. Six games ago, we're safe. Um, Newcastle United are 10 points away from a Champions League place. Stick, keep your eyes peeled. Well, wait, <laughs> no, just Europe. Wait, no, Champions you, no, League. Champions. We're oh, 10 yeah. points from a Champions that, League Yeah, place. that's what they were saying on the, on the, on the broadcast. <laughs> we're like, oh, if Newcastle, they could just get to eighth place. They're probably going to be a Europa League team. Yeah, Gosh. exactly. <laughs> um, but it was incredible. Uh, incredible performance is uh, just like it was what is probably the best performance of the season. So um, that's fantastic. Awesome way to get three points for us. Let's take a break and then we'll get into the other stuff. Uh, quotes, stats, all that fun stuff. Um, let's do that right after this. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats, and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, we have quotes. And I'll read them from Steve Bruce. He said, some of the best football we played was arguably the best since I've been at the club. Fair play to the players, the ones that came in and brought a freshness to us, that energy. I was delighted with how we played, except for how things ended, but I'll forgive them for that. St. Maximin is a joy to watch. At, um, is a joy to watch at the moment. He was a constant threat, played very, very well, and he's providing that end product which we need. I felt we lost that cutting edge, created an opportunity to try to win a match. We enjoyed playing. That was pretty evident. There was a certain cutting edge to them. Long may it continue. That's from the gaffer, Stephen Bruce. Hmm. Sir hmm. Stephen Bruce, let's get that right there. Let's, 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 let's get a go. knighthood. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, hey, there's grounds for it. He's no one. No one else has many promotions from the championship to the Premier League as Steve Bruce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, now let's talk stats. Oh, that was. Oh, I have a quote. I, I didn't. I thought you had oh. more quotes. Oh, I have no. one quote. Um, it's actually a new segment. It's called 
read a tweet from our friend Luke Edwards. <laughs> um, yes, he he's so good. Honestly, he just could get a rise out of everyone. Oh God, it's so funny. And every like all of his tweets that have Steve Bruce in them to have like three hundred replies. It's so funny. Uh, today he said right after the match. By the way, teased by Mark Douglas, who said. Almost a complete Steve Bruce performance so far. All it's missing is a crowing tweet from Luke Edwards. And Luke was like, oh, how's the bacon, did you say? And he then fired off one of the takes of the season, one of the best tweets I've seen in the season. He goes, anyone know Anyone know how that dinosaur with the terrible Premier League win ratio who shouldn't have been anywhere near the job because he is a clown who doesn't know how to who doesn't know what he's doing and cannot set up a team tactically has gotten got on as NUFC manager this season? And people are just like pissed off in the comments. It's so wow. funny. Wow. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and and then like it's so fu- it's like, you know, it's bad when like other journalists are coming in and like, hey, like, can you just focus on the fact that like Newcastle won, were safe, and they looked good. Like it was an enjoyable match to watch. Um, so shout out to Luke Edwards. Uh we love him. Uh our 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 wine expert. I think we can claim him as our wine expert. Yeah, uh, yeah. What else? Has. So we're gonna do it. He's our wine expert. Yeah. Um, let's go to stats, shall we? Yeah. Uh, this was we. Uh, I can now confirm that Newcastle United are undefeated in the Premier League in the month of July. Oh, we're whoa! One zero and zero. That's crazy. Three points from three. Uh, so that was the first one. We won it, and. We have a plus three goal difference. <laughs> I'll do one for you even better. Newcastle are undefeated in the summer in the Premier League. Since the restart, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, it was our first win in a Premier League game on a Wednesday in 20 attempts. Yeah, it's What's actually it was, really funny was there was a – I think before – there was a, a game we played um, – I, it might have been the South. No, it wasn't Southampton game. It was the stats for the first game of the restart, and it was like basically saying like Newcastle haven't won a midweek game in like ages. <laughs> well, you want to know when the last Wednesday game was? Um, you said twenty matches, so I'm going to say 2008. A little sooner. Okay. 2012, and it was yeah. an iconic match, and you've seen it numerous times. It was Papi Cisse versus Chelsea. That oh, that was the last one time we beat a, a Premier League team on a Wednesday. Well, shout out to us. <laughs> the most incredible goal. Uh, yeah. Um, and also St. Maximin, three assists, the third NUFC player to do that in a Premier League game. Andy Cole did it. Um, and Musa Sissoko did it. <laughs> I'm serious. You're, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Musa Sissoko had three assists when we beat Norwich 6-2. And Andy Cole did it in 1994 when we beat West Ham 4-2. It's the only other two times it's happened ever in Newcastle's history. So pretty historic match for him. Um, Newcastle has never lost in Burnmouth in the Premier League. Four matches, two wins, two draws. Mm. Uh, I think that's all I have. Besides. I've got I've got a couple. Okay. Um. So this this marks this was, I've stolen all these from the broadcast. So. Okay. Fifteen consecutive matches without a clean sheet for Bournemouth, which yeah. is what a stat that is. Do you know that in their last sucks. match they had point oh six expected goals in the match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like that was that's absurd. <laughs> 
I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and then first time in 10 matches where Newcastle scored a first half goal, which is something that I was thinking about when it happened. I was like, we like Newcastle, you're they're good. And I I tweeted this in the Man City game. I was like, Newcastle's really good for a good nil-nil at the half. Like that is peak Newcastle. Like that's all that's always gonna happen. They're never gonna score in the first half. And and it's it we're a second half team per se. Um and then um that that the goal for Bournemouth is their first shot on target in three matches. Yeah. So uh that sucks. And then we've got one more. This is brought to you by a fan, Eric at Stumanji. This is something mm. I didn't know. Shout out to him. He says, 24% of Newcastle's league goals this season have come in the last three games, and we've only conceded three goals in our last six games. Wow. Yeah, I love that. So, I love that fan stats. We can get that going. Yeah. yeah. Less work for us. All about that. <laughs> Um, cool. So we have some expected goal stats or some expected stats. Uh, Newcastle obviously won that battle. We only had 2.23 expected goals, but worldies don't really fall into the expected goal stats. So that's just us outperforming it, which is what you want to see. We just don't get to talk about that much for Newcastle United, but the best player in expected goals. Do you have any idea who that was who led Newcastle in expected goals? Skepticals. Um, I'm trying to think who had a ton of chances. I want to say it honestly might be Lazaro. Uh, it wasn't Lazaro, but he was third, and Sean Longstaff was second. Was it ASM? No. Gale. It was not. It was Isaac Hayden. <laughs> Simply because his oh, was yeah. so expected that it should have been a goal. Oh, so he yeah, I, knew, I wasn't up. even thinking that. My yeah. myself, I'm thinking like, oh, who had the most chances and like yeah. opportunities? And it, no, <laughs> I was wrong. It was just who had the worst miss. All right, yeah, cool. exactly. So um, that's that's who had the most successful goals, most expected assists. You, this is pretty straightforward. Alan T. Max. Jamal Sells. <laughs> yeah. John Joe was second there and Almiron was third. Um, so pretty cool stuff. Um, some, some other expected stats for you. We had 62% of the chances. We had, um, we had the same amount of shots, believe it or not. Both had 12, but we had seven on target to their one. <laughs> um, yeah, I was say, I, they had shots, but they weren't on target. Yeah. Um, this is the first time in a while that we – uh, allowed the least amount of, of PPDA, uh, which is passes allowed per defensive action. Um, we've actually won that category for the first time, I think, this season. And uh, we had 2.08 expected points to their 0.7. So expected to win, clear cut, clear dry, no surprise there. Newcastle United, three points. Um, and we'll do the last thing, which is 538, which mm. projects how the rest of the season is going to pan out. Uh, we didn't. We haven't talked about this one in a little bit, but yeah. the three teams relegated, they say, will be Aston Villa, yes, Burnmouth, and then Norwich. And then they have Newcastle finishing in, uh, let me count, 17, 16, 15, 14th at 47 points. So they think we'll get five points from our last six is what they're expecting. Um, we'll be tied on points with Southampton, they, they, they feel. So that would make us that would make us 
15 points clear of Aston Villa, they feel. So okay. we're really safe. There's a 5% chance, according to 538, that we finish in the top 10 and still less than a 1% chance we get relegated or qualify for Champions League. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a stat, too. Go, it's stats. A stat. it, it, it's, it's not a stat. It's a check-in on our, on our predictions. Okay. So um, just to recap, we – I predicted Sheffield that to be a draw. Greg predicted a win. He was correct. We both we both predicted Aston Villa to be a win. Boy, were we wrong. And we both predicted the Burnmouth match to be a draw. So, okay. so far, I think we're actually – you're – wait. You're on pace, and I'm being outpaced. Okay. For, and Greg's got us finishing with 48 points. Which at the at the rate Newcastle is playing, I could see them easily eclipsing fifty points. But yeah. that's maybe that's just me being cocky. But like yeah. I can easily see that, especially with the FA Cup to work to work to, to worry about. Like oh yeah, easy. yeah. <laughs> uh, who is your best player for this match? Well, okay. I mean, I think we can all say Alan say Maxman. Yeah, um, I mean he was unreal. I, I I don't even I don't even know like what else to say. Three assists. Yeah. that's all I have to say and it's I think it's been really cool and they brought this up a ton on the broadcast it was almost annoying but it's honestly so true is that um the difference between Alan St. Maximin in the first half of the season and and now and not even Project Restart just since January is that like the the big worry that you and I had if you want to go back and pull the receipts um you can listen to our our emergency pod on signing Alan St. Maximin our biggest concern um was his ability to over dribble and not play the simple pass um, when the teammates are open, try to do it all himself. And I mean, this was the perfect, this was the perfect, perfect, perfect game that displayed that. And even in the Man City game and in the Southampton game and in the, the Villa game, I mean, he was doing the same thing. He's so much more dangerous when he doesn't try to over dribble, when he just recognizes that, okay, I can take on these three guys and they're going to just make it, they're going to take up, they're going to, leave so much space that I just have to play a simple pass. It doesn't even need to be that accurate and a teammate's going to be there. And it was cool to see that in action, just in full display today. Um, I loved seeing that. Uh, Greg, any other honorable mentions? Because I mean, there's a lot of players who deserve a little bit of mention here. Yeah. So I'm going to name the the players that got a seven or higher on who scored. And there's a good bit of them. Um, we have starting from lowest to highest on who scored ratings is Sean Longstaff, Jolinton, Dwight Gale, Javier Manquillo, Valentino Lazaro, Nabil Bentaleb, Miguel Almiron, John Joe Shelby. That was all from 7.2 to 7.8. And then at an 8.6 is Alan St. Maximum. So um, all those names on the list did fantastic. I mean, even the players that didn't, like Emil Kraft was close to a 7. He made no mistakes. He, he played well. Jamal Sales barely had to work. Um, he had, I mean, and when he did, he had two like goal line clearances, a lot yeah. of goal line clearances, but huge clearances in the box. Yeah, um, Martin Dubravka got a five point eight eight because he gave up a goal <laughs> on the on the one shot on target. Unfortunate because he would have a high rating if he didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I want to point out that Ventilev was brilliant. I thought it was one of those unsung performances where, and I, I mean, it's not even a hot take because everyone was saying this. It was a classic Newcastle hot take where it's like. Hey man, call call me silly, but I thought Nabil Bentaleb had a good match, and it was like, all right, guy, it's not. <laughs> he wasn't a hot take. 
Um, he had 89% pass accuracy, uh, some key passes, a bunch of tackles won, a bunch of interceptions, just an absolute workhorse next to Shelby. And when he got forward, he was good. And um, he was really good at recycling possession and making it so that Shelby was free to ping balls all over the place. And um, it's almost like when we were talking about Ben Slow's poor performances earlier in the season, we were like, hey, maybe it's because he's playing with someone like Sean Longstaff or playing with someone like Maddie Longstaff that's really hindering his ability to play to his best potential or to the best of his ability. And it's almost like that is exactly what happened. And when he was put next to a midfielder, more his speed, um, he performed well. So it's good to see him come correct. I mean, I'd say two more games of this amount, not even this caliber, but decent enough caliber justifies the $8 million, uh, price that you pay for him. I mean, honestly, right now it's already been justified just this match alone. Um, but I don't know. That's just opinion for me. Um, and honestly, the the last thing I will say about players, Jolinton looks good, even though he's out on the wing. Um, but there was there was so many moments in that match where I was like, Jolinton is really good at at falling. Like I've never seen a player fall so much as Jolinton. Like there were just moments where like he would have the ball and he would just trip over grass. So I, I don't know what the, what's up with that. He's got to get that sorted. Um, grass is tricky. That, grass yeah. Is tricky. Yeah, grass. It's it's tough. The yeah. Turf monster will eat you up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was good. I mean, Mankio is great. Uh, he justified his four year extension. I mean, I don't think he had to justify it. Very surprised with how Kraft played because we've 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 been roasting him all season. Um, obviously, Miggy. I mean, I don't know. It was it was good all around. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take another break. We're gonna preview quickly our upcoming match against West Ham. We're gonna do that right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip and social stories as they break. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Elijah, we're playing another bottom feeder. Yeah. West but Ham. this bottom feeder is looking a little, a little They're dicey. They're looking. looking a little hot. Yeah, they just They're beat Chelsea. Um, so let's, let's, let's do a quick preview here. Um, we are obviously playing a lot of matches, just like everybody else. Uh, what do you have as far as, like, how are we going to line up? And just to give people a little bit of idea on the table, we're in 13th at 42 points. West Ham's in 16th at 30. So we're up by 12 points on them. Let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, how are we, we going to handle this match? What are we going to do? Um, I think at some point you have to um, – I think, I think Mankeo's probably going to rest this next match. I think that was pretty evident with Rose resting this match and Mikio playing that left back role. Um, I think either Yedlin, maybe Kraft, um, after that performance, will come in at right back. I would, if I were a betting man, I'd put a fiver on that. Um, I'd also see maybe a rotation for Shelby, get a Hayden Benzlev midfielder, a Hayden Longstaff midfield, Matty or Sean. You see Matty Longstaff at least being named to the bench this time. Um, I could also see. Uh, Maybe Carol starting again um, under better circumstances. I could see that as well. Um, yeah. Or Joel, Joel Linton's played. I mean, I don't know. I could see him starting up top as well. But um, and I guess my hot take is I, it's not a hot take. I think at some point you have to go. You have to do. You have to have a match where Alan St. Maxman doesn't start. And um, this, I think, this is going to be that match. Um, it's not because of West Ham. It's just because it had to be one of these two matches. You're playing two teams in the relegation scrap. 
this is the only time you can really afford to rest your best players, which is why Almiron had that rest. Um, and I could see Almiron getting subbed off early if we have a, uh, a decent match. So yeah. th- those are my, my lineup notes. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of me just wants to keep doing the same thing, but obviously we can't do that. So, um, yeah, like I, it, it's, it's really interesting. That I, I wouldn't, I mean, I hope, I mean, see, Bruce clearly is doing the right things right now. So I just, I mean, I'm going to say it, but yeah, I'm just going to trust that he's going to keep doing that. Um, I don't know how I would, how I'd manage the squad. Um, I would like, I think the four, two, three, one with like random traps and stuff is really good. Even throwing Atsu in there for his pace alone. And even like, you're probably not going to create anything offensively from him, but uh, just to have him be there to trap. I forgot uh, could, he was, he was even a part of the team. Honestly, yeah. I, I legit like, there's my other take. I don't know why Valentino Lazaro isn't starting. And after this last match, he just needs to yeah. start a match. And yeah. that, that's where it's like, maybe, maybe say, that's what you do. You may, maybe you do the Lazaro for ASM and see what, see what happens. I mean, I don't see why it would be anything bad. I mean, they both have a, a similar play style. I don't think Lazaro is as adept dribbling as, as adept at dribbling as, um, as, uh, as ASM. But when we talk about some of the runs he's made over the past few matches, just off the ball. I think he, he offers as much of a threat um, well, not as much of a threat, but he offers a threat that is is at least something that is worth noting if you're a defender. Um, I mean, he he does have ability on the ball. He's got a lot of speed. He makes good runs. He's a good crosser of the ball. I mean, yeah. the guy is a good player. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'd love to see him come in for, for ASM on that right-hand side. All right. Now, what, are, what do we need to do to beat West Ham? Um, like, I mean, can we do it four to one again, please? I don't know if you can do it four to one, but I do <laughs> like the idea of, of the the situational kind of pressing and traps that, that Steve Bruce has started to implement. Um, that's the kind of stuff that you see really good teams do. I'm not saying that Steve Bruce is your is 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 like Jurgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola, but we talk about situational pressing, Liverpool and Man City are, are some of the teams that do it the best. That's why they're able to win the ball back so easily um after turning it over. And Newcastle showed shades of that. Um in this match where you had like, like Greg alluded to earlier, that kind of like four man press that wins the ball back immediately and it turns into chances. So if, if Newcastle can do a lot, uh, do more of that. I mean, you're going up against West Ham who like we talked about this last time we played them. They don't really have the best back line or, or a back line. That's even really comfortable with the ball at, at, at their feet at all. So, um, you know, remember what happened with Snodgrass. That yeah, was Snodgrass or no, Zabaleta. Zab- yeah, Zabaleta, both of them. Yes. Zabaleta mainly, but definitely Snodgrass. Yeah, like they, they don't really have – Zabaleta got trashed. Yeah, and he's going to play again because I'm pretty sure Snodgrass is injured. So, like, it, it's going to be one of those where I, I think if you press, put pressure on this back line, they're going to make mistakes. Um, it's yeah. inevitable. Um, and, I mean, they did win against Chelsea, yes, 3-2, but they also gave up two goals. So – um, yeah. the, the, the back line is clearly the issue. I have full faith in our back line uh, to contain. Um, I mean, I have a lot of Chelsea friends, and, and they, they, are, they have complaints about their back line. And I, I wouldn't trade our back line in for Chelsea's back line at all. So, sorry, London is blue, boys. But uh, I don't think Newcastle is going to get embarrassed by West Ham. Ooh, got him. Uh, Even okay. though I picked us to lose this game. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What did we pick? You picked um, an L. So I picked an L, and you picked three points. 
That's what's going to happen, baby. Oh, do you have the score line? Because I have my prediction. Uh, do I have a score line for me or what you yeah, said? Yeah, did you just say like win, loss, draw, or did you actually say the score? I don't remember. No, no, I, we, I, no we didn't do score. We just yeah, we went through it. it. Win, loss, draw, it's, and I wrote down. Newcastle's going to win one nothing. Yeah, I, I could see that easily happening. <laughs> one and nothing. It's 85th minute winner from Jolinton. Oh, okay. Let's this go. Is gonna, I see this being. I see this. I see this being shades of of Aston Villa, where it's like it, it's not going to be pretty. After, especially coming off of a gorgeous match, I could see Newcastle just like reverting. Not reverting, but I would love for Newcastle to play beautiful football again. But I feel that felt like a once in a lifetime like Steve Bruce performance. No, no offense to him, but I say that every week and every time we come out with the four back, it looks much better than anything we did earlier in the season. So I could see us winning this game. I'm not going to say one, two, I'm not going to say one, nothing. I want to say two, one. Um, okay. It's going to be a garbage time goal for West Ham. I think Newcastle are in control of the match for the majority of the part of the time. And uh, we'll, we'll get a squeaky bum time uh, when they score a goal in the 86th minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I could see like, we're getting two sides of relegation fighting teams. We're we're getting the side that's given up. It looks like it, and now we're getting a side that's fighting to stay. Um, so it's it's back to back. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited for it. I, I love that we're just every three days we're just getting this. This is so worth it. Oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, okay, we're going to take a rare third ad break, but we need it. Uh, we're parched, and I'm drinking whiskey straight from the bottle right now. So. Um, Let's take one, and then we'll just do a little news roundup, just things that happened that you may have missed, um, and then we're going to depart after that. But what was that? Squeaky. Oh, so is Elijah. We're yeah. whiskey from the bottle. Yeah. All right, we're taking a break. Then we're doing news. Let's do it. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, Elijah, let's talk about our mans. Jetro. Yeah. Really a fire highlight video, by the way. Yeah. 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 That was that was so sick. I watched it like six times. Um there's no way he's not in Newcastle next season. Right? It had just it, like it, <laughs> well, first off, he's he's meant to be in Newcastle for like the last five years, and like, and so like it just it can't end like this. Like we yeah. wanted Jetro for so long, and we got him, and he killed it, and it can't end, it can't end like this. I mean, it's one of those things where even if there's a new manager in, like even if it's Pochettino, right? And, and, like, say takeover happens, yeah. and it's yeah, Pochettino, it yeah. Like, there's a certain level where it's like, all right, Danny Rose is 29 at this point. He's he's looked he's looked serviceable at Newcastle. I mean, I think yeah, he, actually, yeah, he, he's he, been good since the restart. I might say since the restart, he's been he's been good. Before that, it was a little it was a little tri- tricky. Jetro Williams, look at the tape. Did not have a bad match in Newcastle. His only bad match was his was first, first match. One. And that was not his fault. That was Steve Bruce saying, hey, uh, Jetro, go in. And Jetro's like, where do I play? And Steve Bruce is like, ah, I figured out on the pitch. Like, you're a smart lad. And, yeah, but, I mean, this dude is is great. And when you talk about, like, how this team is playing, it, I don't know. I feel like it would be even more fun 
uh, like right now with Jetro Willems because like, I don't know, our fullbacks are getting – this is the most involved I've seen Newcastle's fullbacks in the three years since we've been uh, promoted. And so I, I love this, and I would love to see Jetro score some more goals. So, I mean, it, it's sad he – for those who missed it, he said his official goodbye and thanks to everyone for supporting him. And of course, Newcastle fans immediately flooded his, uh, his mentions with come back, blah, blah, blah. And he essentially was like, hey, like, I would love to be here, but it's up to the clubs to figure that out. And it's a five million uh, pound release clause. So, like, I mean, and that's the other thing is even if you want to go a different direction, left back, like Newcastle don't have any other left backs on the roster. So, like, you you yeah. kind of have to like uh, get a left back, and this is the one you don't even have to recruit. You just pay the five mil, and he's going to be at the club. So, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Dubrovka a few years ago when he was like, it was like a loan to buy, and everyone's like, oh man, it was like. He's like, oh, I, I was. Thank you guys for having me. Blah blah. And it was like the next day. It was like, all right, Dubrovka's been. He's the the fees been paid. It's four million. Like, pay the fee. Yeah, the fees been paid. Um, cool. Yeah, like we we all hope he's back. I don't think many people are going to disagree with that. And he's a, he's a good player, and his goals were worldies. So he deserves yeah. to be back solely because of that. And his assist was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was just good. I mean, he was a solid player. Um, I he really. Prove to me that he deserves to be here. So, or in the Premier League, but I, well, yeah, definitely Newcastle too, but you know what I mean. Uh, let's talk takeover. Uh, we haven't really ever discussed the takeover, have we? I don't think. Nope, not at all. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, so, uh, Richard Masters uh, spoke with Parliament and said that he's hoping that this is very close to resolution. Uh, which is great. I mean, he can't comment on the matter, so it's very interesting. And also it was reported by uh, one George Calkin that the Premier League asked for a few more things to the new buyers. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be close to resolution unless it's going to be super, super easy to find. I don't know. I don't know. Unless, unless the few things for. were their uh, official headshots for the Premier League owners. Like, oh, hey, we're going to need your, your headshots for the, uh, the old owner's handbook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Need your contact um, information to put in the directory. Yeah, hopefully it's super easy like that, but you know, we can't can't I don't know, whatever. Um but then the NUFC Supporters Trust had an interesting uh thing. They wrote a letter and yeah. that letter got a response and they're not telling us what the response was. Yeah. So there's that. And they're getting roasted for it. Um Sure, there's a there's probably a legality thing. That's what they that's that's what they say. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But there's a lot of fans that are firmly in the belief that it is just um, the letter. Basically, was like the same letter response that everyone else who's written the Premier League has gotten, which was piss off. We're this is confidential, whatever. Um, so there's that. Got roasted for it. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird. Well, unless there was, yeah, there could, I mean, I'm being super optimistic here, but there could have been something said that, I don't know, never mind, that's dumb, because it wouldn't I have mean, sent a confidentiality agreement and all that. But, yeah, I, I think it's weird to publicize it. And then, like they said, we did it because our members, we, we just wanted to share this because our members, so like, well, then you, you surely your members would want to see a response with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I weird. mean, at least at a minimum, it's like 
if it's but, supposed to be between, be between the trust and the Premier League, then yeah. everyone who's a member of the trust should have access to it. And I could see how that gets out of hand because obviously you could just screenshot the letter and leak it to everyone. But yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think the letter said anything crazy. The way NUFC Trust made it uh, appear, they were like, we're looking forward to the takeover being completed as if he said something that was leading. But like Richard Masters has done a really good job of just being very difficult and not alluding to whether or not this is going to happen or not. Yeah. So I doubt that actually happened. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what to say about it. I'm, I'm like, it sucks that we're getting fatigued over this, but that's just what's happening. Well, and good news though, is that uh, bars in Newcastle open or well, bars in the UK open this weekend. So yeah. uh, congrats to them. So like if the takeover happens Friday, <laughs> Then, they were saying like we would be the first takeover announced with no cams possible. We but now we it's, it's dragged on for so long that we're now no longer the first takeover that can happen where there's no cams. Yeah. And so, Spike Two could be started in the city of Newcastle. Once it's yeah, one hundred percent. Gosh. Um, yeah, but we'll keep updating you on this stuff. Uh, we'll be excited to talk to you about the next match. What do you have anything else before I outro? Um, I I don't think I do. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Newcastle are safe. That's yeah. all I really care about. Oh, here's one thing, Greg. This yeah. is being brought up, and this is kind of a food for thought. Steve Bruce, does he deserve a shot next year? Like, if it's new definitely ownership... been brought up a lot, right? Uh... Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the sample size of four games since the restart is very small, but there are some things like we've noted that he's been doing tactically that are like okay. It seems like you're not as tactically inept as we build you out to be. Yeah, and he know. also he also announced on on TV that Kevin De Bruyne is. That's, why do I I butcher his name every time? Bruno. <laughs> it's okay. Bruno. I couldn't say Emmerich Laporte. La, yeah. Laporte. Laporte. It's Laporte. 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 Um. Yeah, he's coming to Newcastle, so that's a big signing for Steve. Yeah, uh, appreciate him announcing it. Dude, I uh, just no, hope I mean, that whatever happens, he's just still around because he's just the funny. He's so funny. He's the funniest yeah. individual in the Premier League. Like he's hilarious. Yeah. There was a great Twitter thread of Premier League managers as dads, and oh, yeah. he gave Steve Bruce a nine out of ten, which oh, yeah. was so funny. It was a great it's one. So, it's so true, though. I mean, yeah, I'd love to have Steve Bruce not not as my dad, but like no, I would, I would definitely. That. I mean, I love my dad, but I would definitely want to see what Steve Bruce is like. All right, well, my dad um, listens to this podcast. So, what's up, pops? Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's bounce. It was it was a pleasure. I'm so happy to be back, and um, we'll see you in a few days when we beat West Ham. It's going to be glorious. So that concludes episode 138 CHN Radio. I'm your host Greg Cockle. That's the best damn coast in the land. Let's do some. This is the best song in the land coming on the podcast. Let's get three points. And away Love you guys. If you never win the club again, I'll pray for dark at St. James's Park. If the Gallagher's end in the rain, I'm coming home. And I'm proud to be a Geordie and to live in Geordie land. Some people think we're 40 and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self pity. 
and we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle, you can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of the river Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away Kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny how I'm coming home Then I miss the old blind busker who stands at Phoenix door He plays a mean accordion you've all seen him there before And I love the Geordie heroes there's so many famous names like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the darkness in James's Park in the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. Walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of the river tide I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother seeing Henny Howie I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll wait for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again Brave the dog is in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rear, I'm coming home.